0: Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate.
1: And I'm Nicole, and welcome back to another Candid Conversation with Us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support,
0: and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Nicole. Hello, Kate. Oh, I'm so excited for today's episode because it's one of our special guest feature episodes. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Today, we are bringing on a fellow podcaster who lives in Australia and has recently published an episode on her podcast that caught Nicole's eye. And I'm so glad that it did because after listening to said episode, which is all about planning a reading week right? I've never even mm-hmm. heard of this before. So I was intrigued from the start.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> and after listening, I had so many questions. So I am super excited to have Steph Clark of Steph's Business Bookshelf podcast on with us today. So Nicole, I had not heard of Steph before you shared this episode. I'm so excited to be having her on today to learn more about her. Uh, but how do you know Steph?
1: I met Steph in 2018, actually, at a podcasting conference that I was speaking at here in Australia called We Are Podcast. And yeah, we got to chatting. Uh, She'd also left the corporate world and had started her own business. So I felt like we could relate in in a couple of ways. And she was at the conference looking for inspiration to start her own podcast, which she launched very soon after the event. And I've just been so impressed with her podcast. I'm blown away at how many books she gets through. Um... I don't know about you, but getting more reading in is a challenge for me. So I want to ask her, you're right. I want (laughs) to ask her about that because, yeah, I think she just gets so many books in and, you know, all for the purpose of sharing those takeaways um, with her listeners. So yeah, like you, when I shared the the reading week, I was like, oh, this is really piqued my interest. So I'm very, very excited to chat with her.
0: Yeah. I mean, I am lucky to get in approximately one minute and 30 seconds of reading before I fall asleep each night. <laughs> and then the next night, I know we've talked about this before. I know. The next night I start reading and then I'm like, man, I don't really remember what happened last night. So I go back a little bit and it's like this cycle that never allows me to finish a book.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm the same. I'm like, how do people get through entire books really quickly. So, and I heard from her first uh, podcast episode that she got through, and I think it was inspiration to start her own podcast. We'll have to fact check this, but she got through 30 books in one year. Whoa. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We got, we got to get this girl on. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) Hello, Steph. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Kate. Thank you for having me.
2: We are so excited for this. Me too. Me too. This might be the highlight of my week. So, you know, no pressure, no pressure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you don't know, Kate has a planning fetish and I do too. And so really (laughs) your episode on your thinking and reading week and how you planned all of that really, really got us excited.
2: Excellent. Yeah, well, that was a that was a fun one to pull together, actually. And it's probably one of the ones that I had more comments off the back of as well around people being like, Oh, that was really interesting. Or tell me more about that. Or what would you do about this? That, that type of stuff. let so, see. Yeah, clearly, my following is other people who are obsessed with planning. So <laughs> this is this is good.
0: My a planning fetish I like it Nicole. It's the first way I've heard it <laughs> described that way and it's so accurate. Yep. I wasn't yep, sure
1: yep, how yep. it would land, but I'm glad that you appreciate it. <laughs> um well, I will d- I
0: agree and second all of that stuff. For me, after I listened to that episode and thinking about like your three tips, each of them was like so clear to me that that's how you would actually do that, but just the fact that I've never considered doing a week like this before. Mm. Um well, okay. Actually, I lie. I have done like s- sprints of time where I go away to to clear my mind, but mm. I don't read when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, of course, this makes a lot of sense because I know that Steph's business book podcast is related to reading. But mm-hmm. okay, so say you had a podcast on a different topic. Would you still be doing these reading weeks?
2: Oh, good question. Yeah, I think so. I think because I like reading, so the having the podcast forces me to read, and part of the reason I do the podcast and and still doing it almost four years on is because I like reading, and it kind of keeps me reading all the time, which is is good. Uh, I need some like external accountability, clearly, for for, uh, for doing things. <laughs> uh, I think if I was, I don't know, I think if I was working in another field, maybe it would just be repurposed, So maybe that time that. Um, that reading week or thinking week would be spent doing something else or thinking about something else in particular or reading a specific type of thing i don't know i don't i don't think that reading i don't think you need to have a podcast about books to spend a week or a few days or a weekend or even you know one or two days away buried in some books i just don't think that's those two things have to go together i think there's there's room for that type of trip in many different contexts or for different people.
0: Yeah. Great point. Great point. Okay. But do you ever feel
2: like you're going to run out of books? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: no, there's always new ones being pumped out. Uh, and Adam Grant keeps putting out his book lists every quarter, which tend to keep me in plenty of inspiration. And then the algorithms tend to feed me the rest of mine. So yeah, don't think, don't worry about reading out, running out of books. It's something I'm more likely to run out of time than books.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. You have like your go-to places that you know where they're going to make good recommendations and you follow Mm -hmm. off that. Okay,
2: Yeah. Yeah. And often from authors that I hadn't like just weren't in my sort of circles of what I follow or whatever as well. So that's the thing I really like particularly about someone like Adam Grant is that he reads also quite widely and also is in a similar-ish sort of field or adjacent kind of field to what I am in my other work as well. So Yeah him kind of having access or insight to other authors and things or topics is very, very useful.
0: Well, it's very obvious to me now that I need to start listening to your podcast more often because I feel like whenever I... So my reading time is at night before I go to bed, which Nicole and I have mm-hmm. talked about this multiple times. This is just a terrible time for me to read because I make it like a minute and a half before I fall asleep. And then the next night, I have to start over because I forget or I didn't read enough for it to make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think actually one of my biggest issues and... Nicole, I'm curious to hear from you because it sounds like Steph's got her like books all lined up and she's ready to go. I sometimes get in bed and I'm like, ugh, I don't like the book I'm reading. Then I spend all this time looking for a new one and then I download a sample and I don't like that one either. And it feels like
1: this very vicious cycle. <laughs> I have a different kind of problem and that is that I have about four, sometimes five books going at one time. Mm. So I'd be curious to hear from Steph. Do you have multiple books going at the one time or is it generally you get through one book and then you move on to the next one? With
2: books, unlike most things in my life, books, I'm quite a starter finisher. So I tend to just have one on the go at once. Uh-huh. I know when there's been a few time a couple of times this year when I've had sort of three on the go and I've been not, I've, It's like what is going on? (laughs) I feel like my life is unraveling when I've got more than one book on the go. So it doesn't take. (laughs) My
1: life is (laughs) unraveling. That's what it is.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, So so, I mean, Nicole, we probably don't have time to get into that to unpack that this uh, this morning (laughs) for you. uh, (laughs) The yeah, so I tend to have a one usually one on the go. Sometimes I might have one that's really dense and another one that's really light. So Kate in the evening, then if I'm reading the evening, I can kind of go to the lighter one and be like, oh, okay, this one I can just kind of go through. It's more of maybe, I don't know, something on productivity or something like that, that's kind of generally going to be a bit of an easier read. Uh, and then something like the Leonardo da Vinci biography that I've been reading by Walter Isaacson pretty much all year is just kind of bubbling along in the background. And when I feel the urge to read that one. Or I can just sort of read a few pages and then kind of move on. Cause it's really, really interesting, but much more dense.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I love this idea of a light read at night. I definitely need to adopt that. Um, So, okay. I want to go back to your actual reading weeks and what you broke down in your podcast episode Mm -hmm. specifically on this. We're going to be linking to that episode in the description, friends. Highly recommend you check it out and listen to it because even if you don't think that you would want to do a reading week, I love having just kind of like a bigger picture of like what this could be and stuff. Like you said, maybe it isn't a reading week. Maybe it's just a thinking week. Maybe it's a Mm -hmm. brainstorming week. Maybe it's a... I need to get away from my everyday habits and routine type of week. Like all of those things could be a big benefit. Absolutely. Uh, in any different number of scenarios. Um, okay. So the three tips that you shared, the, the first one was about location. That's correct. Right. This is a big deal for you. You need to make sure that you're in a different area than your normal area. So like, don't do this. In your own home, unless I think you said, like, if you have a huge home and you actually don't use part of your home, maybe you yeah. could make it happen. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: For most of us, that's not the case. I don't think so. Yeah.
0: Well, and I still yeah. feel like there's a huge benefit to getting far enough away that you don't feel pulled back into those routines. Cause the point is to not be
2: in your routines, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And funny enough, just the other day, I was recording a podcast with a friend who, who uh, invited me on his podcast and he is about to do the same. So his family have actually gone away. So he's at home and he normally does more of a thinking week or thinking kind of long weekend almost, or three or four days every quarter. And he was saying that this year, or this, sorry, this time, because his family had gone away, he was like, oh, I might as well just do it at home. And within about half a day, he was like, this is not working (laughs) because you just get sucked into like all the kind of normal stuff that you have at home or that distracts you or whatever. So, yeah, I think the location thing is so important. And certainly during all of our lockdowns that we had here in Victoria, certainly over the last couple of years, it was I I tried to do one at home and again like it was it was fine ish but I definitely wasn't as I didn't feel like I'd done it at the end I think is is that kind of feeling as well you just felt like you'd had a week and you just bummed around on the sofa kind of things so. <laughs> <laughs> reading, reading books <laughs> and gone on and gone on one hour walks every day
1: so yeah Yeah, Yeah, it's why I think staycations don't work in a similar vein because Mm. you just get sucked into the normal routines and habits that, you know, you normally do.
2: Well, and also there's lots of authors that do that. They will actually book a hotel, like a really boring hotel in the city, even sometimes in the city that they live, and go and just write there every day. Yeah. Because they just need to change that environment. I think Liz Gilbert might do this. I think Stephen King does as well. I might have that wrong. But yes, I've definitely been reading about some authors who do that. So there was a lot
1: about the intentionality of this reading and thinking week. It was not Mm -hmm. at the end, you know, you circled back. It's not a holiday. Um, And so there's a lot of intention behind I'm going off to read, to think, to plan, what, what, what's the main benefit that you get from actually stepping away and setting that intention? For me, it's actually sometimes not in the actual week. And I was reflecting
2: on this before I joined this call was actually sometimes it's the week after or the week or two afterwards where I get the most benefit because you've had those thoughts percolating around. I think it's very hard to go away and be like, right, I need to just come up with the answer to this really hard thing or plan this thing or whatever. Because I think for most people, and i Pretty sure some of the science kind of backs this up as well. We're probably not going to do our best thinking on a thing when we are trying to think about the thing and which is why we all get shower thoughts and those are our best idea, you know, all of that type of stuff. So what I found more useful is rather than trying to sort of sit down and force myself to like have an idea or to fix a thing or to plan the program that I was planning for a client, I I did some notes and I did do, I took, you know, took my big A3 pad and I was kind of making notes and sort of writing things down. But what it made me realise was it was actually the process of just getting stuff out of my head, rather than actually coming out of that that week with a fully formed plan or curriculum or whatever it was that I was was planning that particular week. That actually happened in the really the, in the week afterwards. You know, because you you've sown the seed in that week. Now there's probably some better prep I could have done And one of my reflections after that week. Was what could I have done actually the week or two before going? that would have set, sowed those seeds or sown those seeds so that then when I was there and I was out for walks or I was doing a yoga class or whatever because I did, you know, that's that's an important part of the the kind of reading week, that those little connections and synapses were all kind of, you know, connecting and firing up that week
1: that I could mm-hmm. then kind of put some more stuff into action as well. And the location does matter because it you do end up having different ideas and different thoughts because you've simply stepped away. Mm-hmm. You're out of your – Usual space. Um, so I can see why it's really important to, to consider the location as yeah. well. Well, and so many
0: practical tips that I love that you brought up because I think for somebody who maybe doesn't do this on a regular basis and might be doing it for the first time, like you talked about having a space where make sure that you have a kitchen so that you could cook some of your own meals if you want to. Uh, make sure that you're in a space where like you feel comfortable going outside and doing a walk because you end up someplace where you don't have a place to like cook or eat and you can't go out for a walk and suddenly your reading week is like not turning out that great, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And even the fact that uh, that's why I tend to prefer something like an Airbnb or that kind of thing mm. for my stays for this type of thing because you get a little bit more space there's more than one place to sit like for me that's actually the bigger thing is having more than one place to sit like the kitchen thing like to be honest if there was a little fridge and a microwave and a sink or whatever I could probably deal with you know, do with that if there's something more then even better if especially if you're kind of close to cafes and restaurants and stuff like that anyway but it's more that you can then move around and not just feel like, oh, I'm sitting on the bed all day and reading and then I'm going to bed. And then, yeah it's just a bit, I don't know, I think that that makes you feel like you're in some kind of isolation or something like that. Some kind of quarantine maybe rather than actually going away and being able to sort of have this nice experience. Yeah.
0: I actually want to, okay, before we end this episode, not right now because yeah. I have a pressing question for you, but before we end this episode, I do want to like hear kind of a walk through one of your days when you're on this reading week, because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I couldn't help but think like, I can't just go sit in a room and read like I would go crazy. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't sound like that's what you do. So we're going to get that rundown. But first, I love that you (laughs) talked about the reflection that you do after, because I think so many people try and leverage uh, ideas or... Things like a reading week or a thinking week, but then they just go back home and they get back into their routines and like it was all for naught because they're not thinking mm-hmm. about what, what they accomplished or how they could do it better next time or any of those things. So. Uh, and I think that this kind of goes hand in hand, correct me if I'm wrong, with one of your second tips, which was about expectations and like the structuring and the planning ahead and and all of these tips that you give us within that second tip. So can you talk about the expectations that you kind of go into this with? So first tip is location. Second tip is about expectations.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you're right, because I think this comes back to this point I was making around how if you go and expect to come up with the best idea in the world, you're probably setting yourself up for failure. So it's thinking about how do you set yourself up for success? You know, same with most things and coming back to some of James Clear's stuff around habits forming and and, uh, creating an environment where you're going to be successful. So then that way you can decide what to do beforehand that's going to help. So things like putting an out-of-office on, super simple, super effective, but also really important because it's the kind of thing that's going to help set expectations for other people as well. And so obviously not just setting the out-of-office, but having conversations with whoever it is you need to have conversations with that you're not going to be around that week or not going to be online or whatever. Uh, And obviously doing all those kind of good things as you would do for going on any other kind of trip or break, hopefully. So that's the first thing. The second thing is then taking a few different things with you because you don't want to just be like, here's the three books I need to read. These are the ones I need to read. And this is all I'm allowed to do. Because again, you're probably not gonna have a lot of fun (laughs) for a start. Like this isn't a holiday holiday, but at the same time, it doesn't, it shouldn't be painful. It shouldn't be a chore. So that means that you should take maybe some, a few different things with you. So I took a couple of magazines. So like a travel magazine, I took Frankie magazine, which is one that is published over here, which I really enjoy. Uh, I took a poetry book as well, just for sort of flicking into that like super, super skinny little poetry book. And then also a couple of books. So, I mean, I had my Kindle. So obviously that's packed with books anyway. So I had a few different things to jump into. And then the, in terms of the technology that I was allowed, I was allowed to use Spotify. I was allowed to use maps, Google maps and things like sort of more practical stuff like banking and stuff like that. If I need to do that, that was fine. So I deleted my email apps, my social media apps and anything that was going to distract me or anything that I was going to know that I was going to fall into a vortex and be like, oh, maybe I should just check this every day, which I don't normally do. <laughs> so that type of thing uh, <laughs> as well. So I'll suddenly get really hooked on, I don't know, some kind of parking app or something. <laughs> so, uh, just to Just to replace the social media thing. Anyway, so that's the other thing. And then thinking about... Um, how you then other things you might do and, and maybe you go to somewhere without wi-fi that's pretty hard to find now so it's more thinking about right actually just don't even look at the wi-fi connecting things most of them have got some wacky password you need to put in anyway so just don't even look at that and then don't don't connect especially if you're kind of bigger devices like your ipad or your laptop or anything so, yeah, that's kind of a few things on the expectations and just making sure that, again, you're, uh, as you were saying, Nicole, sort of that intent, like, why am I doing this? What do I want to get out of it? And how do I make sure that happens? So that is so much discipline.
0: Like, <laughs> I was you're say. talking about it like, oh, yeah, you just go and you don't connect to the internet, which is like such a foreign idea for so many of us, right? Especially like podcasters and online business and, and all of that stuff. So what like... I don't know. What would you say to somebody that's like, nope, I absolutely cannot do this? Like, what's kind of a way to talk people into like, okay, like here's, do, do you, I, I think you said that actually you've done this with other people but, and you hold each other accountable, maybe? I mean, what, like, what are some ways yeah. that someone could ease into this? The, who is right now, probably thinking like, I could never do that.
2: Yeah. Do a day. Like just do a day, like go out, do it, maybe go to someone else's house, do a little house swap for a day or something like that. Or if you've got a friend who's going away, go and stay at their house for a day. Again, it's just that just sometimes that change of scene. And maybe when I say day, I don't mean twenty four hours. I mean you know four or five hours. You know the kind of a chunky part of a the middle of a normal part of a day, <laughs> and then start start there. Like that's a that's a good place to start. And just think about not taking your phone, and, and which is probably also a ridiculous suggestion. But maybe take your phone, believe it in your bag, like that type of thing. So I think the more we can start to break some of those habits, even in the lead up to the the week or the the day or the weekend, or whatever you're going to do by deleting the social media things. And actually that's something I could carried on doing a little bit afterwards and I'm still doing. So it actually flipped a couple of my habits around particularly Instagram. And now I don't have Instagram on my phone most of the week, but I will. And then just one, one day a week I add it back, do, you know, do the things I need to do and then goes away again for a week. And actually I've found that really helpful because doing the whole kale turkey thing just doesn't work. as we all know, Doing the it's, you know, free-for-all also doesn't really work <laughs> for most of us as well. So just stuff like that. And I think going away and doing something like this is also just a really useful habit resetting exercise as well without being so far removed from your normal reality, like going and sitting on a beach in Bali or whatever, that it's very hard to bring some of those habits back mm. because it's too far removed. Like it's like, Well, that's fine when you're in, on holiday in Bali, but it's never going to work here. Because there's not someone
1: cooking you. It's not someone cooking your food every day.
0: Yeah, bringing <laughs> you like umbrella
2: that. drinks,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or going or going on one of those silence retreats for where you don't speak for ten days. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually curious though about the conversation you have with your partner because yes, you've done one of these with your with your partner, but you tend the, the most most of them have been done on your own. So yeah. I I think about myself because I was so intrigued. I was like I want to do this, but I fall into the, oh, I feel guilty saying to Omar, I'm going to go away by myself. Peace out. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to know, like, what's that conversation like? Not that I feel he would stop me, but what do you say? I don't know. Maybe you like Omar way more than I like my partner. So, <laughs> <laughs> this, is what, this is
2: what I'm getting. This is what I'm taking from this. I'm hoping that neither of those people are listening. So, <laughs> um, so uh, yes. So it's pretty. I'm to be honest. Like our dynamic is that I mean I travel a lot on my own anyway. So I always, always have done for work. Like that's just part of what I've always done. Like the whole time we, you know, the sort of 10 and a half, nearly 11 years we've been together. So this is just like another thing I do on my own. It's not a, not a big Mm -hmm. deal. We, uh, we don't have children that's by choice. And therefore, again, that's, again, it's just naturally an easier conversation because it's not like, Hey, can you do all the things for, for a week or whatever. Mm. It's just, Hey, just carry on doing you. I'll carry on doing me. See you in a week. <laughs> so, and you know, that we have a cat. So we have to make sure that we're not going to both be doing things or away at the same time or anything like that. But other than that, yeah, it's, there is almost no, there is almost an absence of conversation. It's like, Hey, I'm going to do a thing. Cool. Okay. Have fun at the thing. So yeah.
1: <laughs> I, l- I love that. That's yeah, no. And I know we're going to get to your third tip, but still on this point, because I'm curious, again, I'm seeing myself in this and I'm thinking, well, one of the things I like to do is share. I like to, uh, when I read something, when I hear something, when I get an idea, oh my God, I'm the sharer that wants to, and I've really had to work on containing that, you know, over the course of the years, especially when you're sharing an office with someone. (laughs) So what do you do when you get those ideas or do you have that, that problem that you want to immediately share it with someone? And you have to kind of like, do you journal about it? What do you do?
2: Yeah, I did a bit of journaling. I probably did a bit more journaling than I normally do when I'm at home, which again is something that I tend to find that when I'm away, I tend to journal a bit more, which is is fine. So I did a bit of that. And then I've just got a couple of friends. So I'm like, hey, I had an idea. And then you was away and they were like, cool, what's your idea? Yeah. And so it's And that's what we do normally. So whilst I wasn't using social media, I was still using text and WhatsApp and things like that trying not to do that kind of excessively because otherwise it's just, you know, another distraction. But uh, a friend of mine was actually away at the same time, not doing like a reading week or anything. So She was very different, in fact, but she was also doing quite a lot of reflecting and things. So pretty much, I think most of the days, if not all of the days I was away, we were messaging most days like, hey, what did you learn about yourself today? Or What did you learn today? What did you think today? So yeah, that was... I, I still had that outlet, oh, okay. and I was still calling. I still called my partner just in case anyone just thinks, "God, she's an awful girlfriend." <laughs> just, just leave. Like, <laughs> I did phone him every day. Just phone him every day. Check he was okay. <laughs> so you know, again, I was still I was still talking to people, and I also one of the things. So well, I think we're going to come onto this in a moment, but some of the other things I did. So I still had a walk and talk booked in my diary for with a friend who's up in Brisbane, who is in a different state to, to me. So, we had a kind of phone catch up as well. So, that was really great too. And she's someone who I do a lot, we do a lot of reflecting together with. So, again, it was stuff like that where you can still share and still do those things. You know, it doesn't have to be that you are on your own. You can't talk to anyone, it's a silent retreat. I had coffee, well, actually, lunch with a friend who I'd never met in person, actually, but lives near where I was, where I went to for this, uh, re- uh, my kind of reading week. So, again, that was a nice way of kind of getting the socials because I'm a massive extrovert. So, doing a silent retreat or going away on my own. I really like doing the stuff on my own. But I need to make sure there's ways of getting that extra version out of the system. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I'd come home and boil over, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I love all your, um, I was thinking about, cause I believe you talked about in that podcast episode about how you went to meet up with a friend when you were traveling and yes. what a cool opportunity to be able to like sprinkle that into it. Um, to, to mix things up. Cause yeah, I mean, I just again kept thinking the whole time, like, Uh, I can't just like read in a house for a week, but you you got me thinking, okay, it's more than that. It's more than that. It's more than that. All right. (laughs) Um, Okay, so tip number three was around time boxing and structuring your time and kind of how you're breaking it up Again, to this point, Kate, we're not just reading the whole time. We're doing other things too. So can you talk to us about that tip?
2: For me, and I know you two have both talked about this as being really important to you as well. So I have to move every day. That's just kind of like a non-negotiable. Otherwise, I would turn myself inside out. And so with this, it was like, right, again, setting myself up for success. So looked in advance. I was like, cool, these places look really good for yoga classes. And the, one of the things I love doing is going to different exercise, you know, or movement or whatever you want to kind of call it things when I'm in a different city or when I'm in a different town or whatever. Like, I love that. Love like just It's such, such a great way of actually picking up tips of where to go for lunch or brunch, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff as well. Especially if you like me, you will just talk to everyone who's there. So <laughs> the so in advance, I booked a couple of yoga things. There was I kept left a couple of days free because I knew I wanted to do a bit of a walk. It was yeah, I love coastal areas, so I'd purposely chosen a coastal area for this particular trip. So I knew that there was a good because I've been to this place before. I knew there's a really good bay kind of coast walk, so I would do that a couple of days. I was then had, yeah had yoga a couple of days and. Then there was, oh, like a more of a meditation-y kind of class I went to as well, just for for something a little bit different. And I thought might be useful on this type of week away. Uh, And then, as I mentioned, lunch with a friend and then a walk and a a walk in the talk, but on the phone, I was walking and talking. She was walking, talking in a different state uh, on the phone with a friend as well. So just making sure that each day there is a way of breaking it up. And I then also alternated. Each day, whether I went out for lunch or went out for dinner and then cooked or bought some food in for the other meal. So making sure that, again, I was getting out in at some point each day, but I wasn't having to be like, oh, right now I need to like decide where to go again and just reducing that decision fatigue as much as possible as well. And again, I think going somewhere you're semi familiar with, even if it's not somewhere you go all the time. So you're like, Oh, Hey, I know there's three good restaurants here. I know that I can go that one this day, that one, this day, that one, another day means again, it's reducing those decisions and you're not then sucked into, Oh, well, I should research this heavily for three hours <laughs> somewhere <laughs> to go for dinner. Uh, because otherwise you spend all day doing that and kind of reduces the time that you're there doing the thing that you are there for. Mm.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, in theory, like, does this kind of look like? Actually, maybe th- this will be a good way into kind of hearing about a- an actual day in the life of Steph when you're on this reading week. Um, I'm thinking of like, okay, so you wake up and like the first hour is your movement time, and then the next two hours maybe are a reading block, and then after that you grab a bite and and that's your hour to like be out and lunching and then maybe you have a talk with a friend for an hour. Is that like the time of time boxing? Is that the type of time boxing that you're kind of referring to?
2: Or is yeah, it not, yeah, yeah. not, not necessarily? Uh, no, it is that structured. It's not necessarily in those orders, but yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it is kind of right. Like, when can I get like a couple of good uninterrupted blocks of, doing the things or thinking about the things or whatever in and where's going to be the best place to do that as well. So there was a couple of days that I took my A3 pad and all my pens and highlighters and stuff where I was doing more of the thinking towards some of the client work I've got on or that I was planning for into the cafe or to the cafe that I was going for lunch because I knew that I had big tables. And I knew I'd be able to kind of spread out and stuff and, and be able to get some good food at the same time. And again, wanting to kind of mix up that location so that the place I was doing kind of a reading during the morning wasn't the same place I was doing the thinking during the kind of later, you know, sort of lunchtime-ish kind of part of the, part of the day as well. So, so yes, it was definitely that structured, but yeah, not necessarily in that order, which we can talk about the actual order in a moment. Don't worry, Kate, we'll get there. We'll get there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm just like, come on, I want to hear it. (laughs) I'll send you an agenda. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also really appreciate though, like overall you stressing that this is a time to kind of unplug, to be a little more disconnected than what you're used to. And back to your point before about this. And Nicole, I think you mentioned it as well. I mean, I I think that this is good practice for us, right? Like if we never put ourselves outside of our comfort zone to not be used to doing the things that we always do. Um, I think that in those um, spaces in those times and spaces where we might be a little bit uncomfortable where we're not doing something that we're used to doing every single day like that's when we have the opportunity to think bigger to clear our mind I love what you said about just taking time to brain dump I love doing that because like if you're holding it in your mind you're just like clogging up space that could be working on other things which is such a shame right so um, I, I really appreciated your focus on that for sure
1: Yeah, and I remembered too. You mentioned that um, you sometimes just sit on the couch and just allow yourself to think. Which, in addition to spending time alone um, and allowing yourself to just not do anything, I think that's a challenge for a lot of people. That that's and, and to Kate's point, like getting yourself outside of your comfort zone. For me, that would be one of the challenges, like being alone and just stop moving just sit and just allow whatever to you know whatever thoughts come your way it's kind of you know like what I suppose when I try to meditate uh, but there's so much benefit to that there you know and I don't think people I don't think our society or our kind of rhythm in a, in a you know for most of us allows us to do that so I I yeah uh, I love it yeah I
2: I also love it. I tend to lie on the couch if I'm going to pretend okay. to, the sofa if I'm going to do anything. <laughs> like, sit, sitting there and doing nothing, nothing feels weird. Whereas lying down, okay, you're like, okay <laughs> I'm lying down. But, like, you're not meant to do anything when you're lying down, it's fine. <laughs> so, oh, okay. <laughs> so many and I do. Tips. I know, so many tips. But I do often put music on if I'm doing that. Cause, mm-hmm. And nothing kind of hectic. So it's probably going to be more like the kind of instrumental lo-fi, chill, hip-hop kind of stuff that kind of work to type thing because you want that kind of more of a background, but just that little, sometimes it's that little thing. It's like, okay, well, at least I'm, I'm kind of doing something, even though, you know, it's just a kind of safety blanket mm-hmm. of a bit of music or whatever, uh, which is also quite helpful.
0: I'm picturing kind of like maybe a breakout dance party every once in a while or no?
2: <laughs> Not so um, I don't know. I find dancing quite terrifying. So no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um okay well let's hear a
0: day like it's uh, well do you set an alarm good question
2: I didn't the only day I did was a day that I had a slightly earlier yoga class I just want to make sure I did definitely gonna get up for that but part of the reason as well of one of the things I like about going away and doing something like this is that you can kind of break your normal routine and normally I'm a kind of earlier person and more often than not in the morning I'll be doing like a 6 or 6 30 a.m gym class usually Pilates or a PT session or something like that so again I wanted to kind of flip my normal way of doing things and and just do a different uh different layout of a day just for, for for kicks so yeah it was kind of getting up whenever and inevitably because actually the the place I stayed had quite a big sunlight above the bed so actually that kind of brought in a bit of light in the morning even though it was was winter so it wasn't super early so probably around seven or so I'd wake up and I would might just lay in bed and actually just read in bed. So a couple of mornings I just kind of had my Kindle next to me and I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to read here for, for a little bit. Uh, and then most mornings I would do a couple of hours on, in bed or in, on the sofa, just reading and again, maybe switching between that reading material, but pr- predominantly reading my Kindle. And I just found if I hadn't touched anything else in terms of, yeah, cause I obviously didn't have any social media or, or, emails on my phone, I can actually just get into it and just get into a bit of a and I'm definitely a morning person anyway. So it's just like straight in, reading, cup of cup, you know, glass of water or whatever. And then I was booking most of the yoga type sessions I did. I booked for kind of like 9.30, 10 a.m., that sort of time. So I would then go and do those, which was nice, kind of like mid-morning, bit of a break, and then go and get some food afterwards uh, and then often take with me something more to do. So it was more like the first part of the day was absorbing and, and taking in information and, and reading and things. Go move my body a bit or go for a walk or whatever it was I was doing, get some food. And as part of the, having the food, I would also take something more to, to write down and get out of the system. So it's more the, the, the notebook, the planners, the, the lists and all the, the journal. I did yeah, a bit of journaling at that, those points as well. And then the afternoon was a little bit freer, so if I was le- meeting the friend, that was that was fine. That's when I kind of did that, or I'd go back and just kind of see what I felt like doing that day. And I did find it kind of changed over the week. That then, by the time I kind of got back from my kind of afternoon session, some days I just wanted to 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 read, and that was fine. I found as I earlier in the week, when I was maybe a little bit more tired because I was coming off of you know work or whatever. I Actually, the afternoon, I just wanted to sit and listen to podcasts. So I just did that. There was a few podcasts I had that were more kind of worky-related ones I actually wanted to kind of listen to and absorb a little bit more. So I popped those on, laid on the sofa and listened to those. The place I stayed actually had an outdoor bath, which was amazing. So a couple wow. of afternoons, I just got in the outdoor. I mean, I put water in there. I didn't just get in the outdoor bath. <laughs> I filled the outdoor bath, put lots of bubbles in, and then just listened to podcasts for for an hour or so out there. Uh, and then would and sort of probably about like four thirty, five o'clock. I was thinking about food, and I tend to I'd eat my evening meal quite early anyway, so that worked well. So I'd then either go and get some food or had some food, and then in the evening again. Evening was kind of whatever I felt like. So it might be some. Usually it was a bit more reading because I tend to quite like evening reading. Call my partner, my abandoned partner. <laughs> <That's pretty laughs> and uh, and then bed, and usually by around yeah nine nine thirty, I was in bed, which is typically my kind of bedtime anyway so yeah that was the day sounds very delightful
1: oh oh my gosh yeah i I feel like i just (laughs)
2: lived that day and i
0: love it (laughs) it's good it's good Yeah, this is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing this breakdown with us here. It was really fun, like talking through it with you because, again, like all these questions that were coming up for me about, like, does she set an alarm? Uh, how, like, you know, and just like the, uh, I love the, um, hmm, what word do I want to use? The fluidity with which this week works for you because I think, on the surface, when I started listening to it, it sounded very structured, but it sounds like you structure it in a way. So it's not that structured. You're structuring it with the intention in
2: mind. Um, yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. I, I think, think that's the way of putting it. Yeah. 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 Definitely.
0: Ooh. Okay. Well, I know mm-hmm. I have one more burning question for you, Nicole. Um, Do you want to talk about the tweet that Steph shared on her Instagram?
1: Yeah. So, Steph, another thing that caught my eye from your Instagram was a tweet that you reposted. And it really got me thinking, and I think I DM'd you right away after it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the tweet went something like this. You're better off reading one book and spending the next 51 weeks applying it than you are reading 52 books and never applying any of them. When I first read this... I kind of disagree with this advice and I did look at the thread and saw how many people agreed with it. Um, but I kind of want to get your your thoughts on this. And I think Kate as well, I'd love to hear what you think about this as well.
2: I I like it because it's a bit provocative and it kind of makes you think, oh, actually, yeah, is that true? Is that not true? When is that true? When is that not true? And I think it's one of those things. It's not uh, It's not an either or. It's not, it's never true. It's, it's always true type mm-hmm. thing. It's definitely something that could be true in some mm-hmm. circumstances but equally maybe not. so I think it again it comes back to this kind of intent idea and in one of the someone else had had replied to that one I can't remember who it was now and said oh no they, they vastly wildly disagreed or whatever and I think for me the the time I think yeah that is definitely true is if you're someone who is really struggling with a certain thing you're doing all the reading on it and all you're doing is reading on it and you're applying nothing and you you still have that same problem that you had 52 weeks ago or 50 weeks ago or whatever it was when you started reading the first book and yet you've done nothing about it because all you're doing is reading about it, or, you know, listening to podcasts or whatever it is about that particular thing and applying nothing. Like there's just no application. Hmm. And it's almost, and it's almost an avoidance technique. Because like, Oh, I'm just going to keep on. Oh no, I need to read one more book about this thing. And then I'll do the thing or then I'll change the thing or whatever. Like that's just when it's that, that I think is when that could be true. Okay.
1: I hadn't thought about it that way. And I suppose it also presupposes and to your point that it's about reading nonfiction books, right? So you're trying to- Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because immediately my knee-jerk reaction was, hang on, we've been told since we were kids that reading and reading as much as you can is the best thing that you can do. And Mm -hmm. I, I really believe that. So I suppose, okay, then from your reading week, do you apply? Oh, the other question I had was, what does apply even mean? Because is it something that you have to apply immediately? Is it time bound? I think in many ways, when we're reading and we're absorbing information, it's going into our brains and we may find that we connect the dots later on and we apply things much further down the track. I guess, circling back to the beginning, you said that it's really not what happens during that reading week a lot of the time. It's, it's what happens after when the ideas have settled and, and fermented.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All, yeah, yes to all of those things. And I think that point around that fermenting and you don't have to always apply stuff immediately or it's not relevant Im- immediately either. And I think especially for me, so I read yeah you know, roughly around sort of 50 books a year and well, number one, it would be impossible to be an actual full-time, full-time job if I was applying all of that. So, <laughs> unless anyone's going to pay me for that, which I'd be pretty open to, then then that's not sustainable. <laughs> so that, that's number one. But also, I suppose I'm not reading to apply everything. I'm reading because it's I've got a podcast that's forcing me to do it. I'm also reading because it's relevant to the work I do. So I apply it in different ways. And sometimes it's not that I'm applying something because I need it at this point in time, not that I never would, but... I don't need it at this point in time, but I'd be really relevant for this group that I'm running something for, or this person that I'm doing some work with, or this organization that I'm recreating a learning curriculum for, whatever it is, or part of a book club that I'm running as part of a, you know, a program that I'm running for a client or whatever it is. So again, there's there's multiple ways of applying. And I think that's the that's, yeah, that's probably the the bit to to pull into, and also the the this you know, this whole thing which we talked about a lot is around intent. Like, why are you actually reading the book in the first place? Because reading something for enjoyment is also fine. Like, that's you don't have to read it because you're going to put the one, two, three steps into place immediately. At the same time, I think if your intent is to change something, then yeah, then maybe you do need to think about maybe not running on to the next book, but thinking about right, what do I need to do with this information that I now have, and how do I not maybe put all of it, but put one or two little things into my life. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many like good thoughts around this. Nicole, I love that you had brought up like the term, like what does apply really mean? Right. And stuff your pontifications on that. I totally agree. It's like, what if you read a book and uh, you're not meant to like, take action. Cause that's how, that's immediately like the word that I put in there when I saw apply, it was take action. And I think that that's kind of a natural thing to assume in the business space. Like, you read a business book, you're reading it to learn something. And then once you learn it, you go do it. Um, and, but, but yes, it doesn't always have to be that you're reading a book so that you can take action and apply something. Maybe you're reading it for inspiration. Maybe you're reading it to get new ideas. Maybe you're reading it, um, for entertainment. Um, it could be any of those things. So and i think for me like the my mind immediately went to like why do we have to think about this in a whole year like 52 weeks and 52 books are both such big things to me and i'm much more of a like how can we break that down because this sounds very overwhelming right now like (laughs) i don't want to read 52 books and i also don't want to spend 51 weeks applying what i learned from one so neither of these work for me
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what if i what if i gave you a day-by-day agenda would that work better for you yes would work <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely definitely um but of course this is you know being very analytical and
2: and exact
0: about it and mm. I, I get the overall point of what the, yeah. the person was probably trying to say
2: <laughs> yeah exactly and i think it's part of the thing isn't it like it should spark a conversation like a, mm. a comment like yes. that rather than being an absolute truth
0: mm. yeah Okay, can I ask my burning question? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) we can see you're bursting to ask us. Okay, so Steph, I'm curious of how many reading weeks do you think you've done? Oh,
2: good question. Definitely four. Yeah, definitely four. Maybe five. Yeah.
0: Okay. Of all of your reading weeks, what do you think is the most powerful thing you've taken into your at home
2: routine? That you've learned during those reading weeks? Ooh, that is a great burning question. I can see why you're bursting to ask that one. I think it is like every time I go, and whether it lasts or not, I think, which is why it's important to do these things on a semi regular basis, it's always that reminder that uh, you can actually just tweak and adjust your routines to work for you in different situations and that just because you do something one way all the time doesn't mean that that actually is the right way or the only way or whatever. And even just the sort of flipping and doing kind of exercise slightly later in the morning, just sort of like little things like that sometimes, I think is, especially if you are someone like me who likes to sort of like lives and dies by your diary and likes a plan, which you two are both nodding, <laughs> nodding a lot as well. I think might be kindred spirits in that way. But I think, yeah, that kind of thing is is also a really good reminder. And also the the piece on, technology use as well. And that you can just remove stuff from your phone for a period of time and be a bit more intentional about how you use it. And the
1: world will continue to
2: spin on the most part. Mm.
1: You don't have to ask for that Wi-Fi
2: password there
1: we go. That's the lesson. You don't
2: have to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nicole, we're done.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, it's just those little things. It's true that, that we just, we feel so attached to. And I love this idea of you forcibly, forcibly and prescriptive sounds quite intense, but um, you know, the result of you doing this with so much intention and awareness of the habits, the, the routines just yeah I just see you as getting so much benefit I, I that's why I'm like we really want to have this conversation and I really want to go on my own reading week I just have to figure out how to ask well not ask I shouldn't <laughs> say that because it's not a permission uh, yeah how to remove the guilt aspect of leaving my mm. partner behind
2: well, yeah. you guys but can it's, do it I mean, together. I want, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you I can was... do it together. Like I, yeah, with one of them. So we actually did do one. I tend to prefer to do them slightly closer to home because it's just easier. You can just get in the car, mm-hmm. chuck all your stuff in. There's just so much less hassle. But a couple of years ago, pre, sort of pre pandemic, yes, yeah, so I think it's 2019, went to Bali and that's you really for, we did very unlike us. We did kind of a packagey kind of thing and more of a resort. And we were like, okay, we're going to be those people now for this week. And yeah. we had this like beautiful place. And there was food It was just like, we knew what time the meals were and you just didn't have to think about anything else. So for my partner reading is not really, he doesn't mind, you know, he's not, not averse to a book. He's read a lot, but he's just not really into it at the moment. So for him, he coded for like the whole time he was working on this. uh, What was then a side project is now uh, a, you know, a thriving business. So he was working on that the whole time and it actually just gave him a week away from his other work to do just that and sit somewhere beautiful and do it. And I sat on the opposite outdoor sofa thing and read about five books. So it was great. And we hardly spoke to each other all day. And then we'd go for dinner in the evening, have like a chat about what we'd done that day or whatever. And it was actually, it was like really good. Yeah. And so you can do it with someone else, as long as it's not someone who's going to, as long as someone, as long as the other other person knows and they're not stood there with a snorkel and a rubber ring going, hey, what are we doing? (laughs) Like that would be an awkward conversation to have while you're there.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, that's true. I think, you know, everyone, I think, I think this is such a great idea and it's finding what that first step would be individually. Like mm. for me, it might be to first do it with someone else and restrain myself from sharing every idea and every thought that comes <laughs> into my mind as soon as I read something. Um, Kate, what would, what would be the first step for you? Cause I think you seem pretty keen on, on wanting to do this as well.
0: Yeah, you know, the more that we've been talking about this, I have so uh, this was many, many years ago, but it was uh probably like I would say maybe like 2015. John and I were living in San Diego and we were in a place in the business where I just felt incredibly overwhelmed. Like we were launching a bunch of stuff, creating a bunch of stuff. I I just felt like I had so much on my plate, I couldn't even think. And I was like, I got to just like I have to get away. Uh, because staying here, I'm going to continue getting the things to do. And I'm going to continue being at my computer for like, I mean, I was working like 10 plus hours a day, like it was just not sustainable. Um, and I remember going away, I drove uh, to Palm Springs from San Diego, just like a couple hours, right? So I got out of there, went to a hotel, it, it felt incredible stuff to your point. I wasn't thinking about where my meal was coming from or grocery shopping or having to cook or anything like that. Um, and it was really, uh, it was really a wonderful, like two to three days where I felt like I could just get everything out of my head. Um, I, I took a whole journal full of notes of just like things I was thinking about and things that I felt like I had to do. And getting them out on paper made me realize that there was a lot that I didn't actually have to do, um, that I was kind of like maybe feeling, you know, more in need than I actually was. So it was really great realizations. Um, I, I think like at this moment in time, huh? First step would probably be deciding what I wanted that, that week to be. Yeah. Mm. I, I think a reading week would be really cool because of how much I struggle with reading, because I mm. do love to read. I'm just not carving out that space in my day right now. Like I said, I'm reading before I go to bed and before I have a chance to read, I'm already sleeping.
2: So, I guess it's a good thing. I don't have trouble falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, there's pros and cons. But I think as well, like, again, it's that for, for you, it could give the opportunity to try reading at different times of the day and just building that new mm-hmm. habit in a way that's not complete in a, or in an environment that's not completely alien to what you would do. So you could still do mm-hmm. your other morning things, but kind of build, yeah, reading into it or whatever, and then try and take that into your regular life when you get back. I don't know, Nicole. I reckon Puerto Rico sounds like a pretty good place to go for a uh, reading week. What do you reckon?
0: Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You've got a guest suite and I won't bug you. I promise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that'd be really, oh, that'd be amazing.
0: Oh, this is so yeah. much fun. Yeah. Steph, thank you so much. Oh my goodness. stuff Steph of Steph's Business Bookshelf podcast. Can you please share with our friends who are tuning in today where they can find out more about you?
2: Yes, on all of your podcast listening apps. So possibly where you're listening to this one, if you search for Steph's Business Bookshelf, you will find my podcast. And there's, I think we're on episode 100 and or at the time of recording this or episode 188. So there's plenty of books for you to go and listen to the three big ideas from. So in each of those, I share the three big ideas from the best nonfiction books that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. And most of those in under sort of 15 to 18 minutes, so you can get the snippet of the book without having to read the thing which is helpful uh, and then the other place that i'm pretty active is on linkedin so you can find me there just steph clark so s-t-e-p-h and then clark has got an e on the end and then instagram i'm floating in and out of instagram at steph's biz bookshelf over there as well we'll put links in the show notes i believe All
0: right. I love it. Well, I i am fully your avatar for your podcast, so uh, (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) Thank you so much, Steph. No, thank
2: you. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right, friends. Well, as we close out today's chat with Steph on planning a reading week, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to maybe even plan your own reading week. And to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most.
1: And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, if you're inspired by it, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.